here and welcome to Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimak. Today is Wednesday. It's September the 22nd, and it's so nice to be able to hang out with you for the next 30 minutes. I hope you could stick around for the entire show. I certainly plan to, so I hope you can make the time. We're going to talk about a, a few different things today, um, some news about my latest book, and maybe maybe this would be a good time for me to uh, chat a little bit about it with you and let you know that it is... Uh, according to what I can see, it is available. Now, this caught me by surprise uh, t- yesterday, actually. I noticed on Amazon that the book was shipping. I didn't expect it to be out for another week or so, but it appears that the book is available now. It's called Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. We will chat about this on the program today. I'll let you know uh, sort of what the book is about. And I'm going to have to do a few shows uh, to talk about the concept of the book. Yesterday, we, uh, in, in celebration of the Feast of St. Matthew, we talked about St. Matthew and that call from Jesus to Matthew to follow me. I mean, that's what he said, follow me. And um, I, I think we'll, we'll spend today's show just talking about that call and what it's like to journey with God through life. Because essentially, that is what I'm, what I'm discussing in the book, and that's such an important part of our life as Christians. We're, we're not in this life alone, and I think sometimes we, we almost feel as if we are. We almost feel as if we are, and we, we take on our problems as if the, the, we have no potential help, even from God, and, and we get stressed out because our problems are too big for us. Well, they are. You know, uh, you, you've heard it said that God never gives you something more than you can handle. I disagree, and I believe that Every day, he gives you more than you can handle by yourself. But see, that's the catch. Your problems, the problems of the world, are too much for us to handle on our own. But he doesn't want us to handle them on our own. And if we just learn to believe that, and if we, if we work on that. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, because it's not. We are used to being self-sufficient. We are used to being proud, in a sense, we are used to getting things done on our own, and we're not used to getting the help of the Lord. But when we learn to lean on Him and ask for that help and spend a little time connecting with Him, even though we can't see Him, and that, I think that's one of the real challenges, the fact that we can't see Him. And because we can't see Him, we look at our problems as being more real than than God is, more real than Jesus is, more real than the Holy Spirit is, because you can't see any of them. And, and right, and that's, that's challenging. But if we learn to connect with them, and if we learn to ask for help, then things begin to fall into place a little bit more, and we can experience peace. So so I'm going to share some thoughts with you uh, about about that, about our journey with God finding peace and happiness, knowing, loving, and serving God, because really that's what this book is all about, and, and how in doing that and following the Lord and listening to Him and asking for help, that's how we experience the peace that we're looking for in life and the happiness too, because God wants us to be happy. Sometimes we think that God doesn't want us to be happy. We get too focused on that cross thing. So let's talk about that too today. The cross is definitely a part of life. But for the Christian, the cross means something more than it means to the rest of the world. And also that cross is the means 
to finding that happiness and peace that we're looking for. I know, it, it's crazy. It makes no sense using conventional worldly thinking. But if you're really going to follow Jesus and you know be one of his followers, be a disciple like Matthew did when he got up from his customs post and followed Jesus, then you're not going to be able to use worldly thinking to justify your actions, right? And, you know, it's a good thing because the the traditional thinking of the world doesn't bring lasting peace and happiness. It brings some degree of peace or pleasure until something goes wrong or your circumstances change. When you follow Christ, you are operating independently of circumstances. And you can be peaceful even when you're in the middle of the storm. But again, I, I don't I don't claim that that's easy because it's not easy. It's very confusing to many of us. It's very challenging, you know. But it's possible. It is possible to experience that peace if we make it a point to connect with the Lord. So let's chat about that on the on the program today. And again, I really am glad you're here with me. So why don't we settle in and let's place ourselves in the presence of Jesus right now. Let's talk to Jesus today in our prayer and recognize that we are with him right now. And I would invite you to join me in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we know whenever we acknowledge your presence among us, we also become connected with the Father and the Holy Spirit because you, the Father, and the Spirit can never be separated. If we talk to one person of the Trinity... It's impossible to not talk to the other persons of the Trinity. And we do that right now, Jesus, as we come to you in prayer, as we turn to you and lift up our hearts to you, Lord. We ask you to bless us this day. We ask you to protect us against the challenges of life. We ask you to accept all of our intentions and answer our prayers in the best way possible, in the best time possible. We ask you, Jesus, to heal the sick, to encourage those who are discouraged. We ask you to comfort those who are grieving, especially grieving the loss of a loved one. We lift up, Lord, those who are unemployed, underemployed, or just looking for new employment. We pray for peace in the world, a greater sense of understanding and kindness. We pray, Lord, that we can become better disciples, better followers of you. And we ask you to help us with whatever problem we're facing today. We ask you to fill us with your peace, a peace that can only come from you. And Jesus, I ask you to send a special outpouring of your Holy Spirit to me today to give me the words that you'd like me to speak on this program. And please open all of our hearts and minds to be receptive to the message that you have for us. We ask this, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me and for tuning into the program. As I said at the beginning, my name is Gary Zimek, and you are listening to Following the Truth. Um, We're going to talk about my new book, Journey with God, which apparently, looking at Amazon, you know, it's funny, you you publish these books, and um, 
the publisher wasn't even sure at what point the book would officially start to, to ship. And apparently it started to happen yesterday, and which caught a lot of us by surprise because we thought it wasn't going to come out till, until next week. Now, right now, at the moment, and oftentimes this changes quickly, but Amazon is reporting that the book is available to ship within a day or two. Meaning that you order it today, it's going to be shipping either today or tomorrow. Um, so I'd recommend if you want to get a copy of the book, you do so. We will talk about it for the remainder of the show, give you some insight on it. The easiest way to do it, I updated my website this morning, is to go to followingthetruth.com, which is my website, followingthetruth.com. And you'll see an image for the book right at the top on the right-hand side of each page of the website. Just click on that, and it's going to shoot you over to Amazon, and you could order the book directly from there. So Following the Truth dot com is the place to go and by the way while you're there if you have not yet done so please sign up if you're interested for my daily email reflections called let not your heart be troubled that is a free of charge you get it once each day and for the next several days we're going to take a closer look at the new book journey with god i'll, I'll try to share some information from the book and give you some more in-depth specifics about what is going on in the book and what I'm trying to accomplish through the book. Okay, so that's followingthetruth.com. All right, right now, i got to take a sip of my beverage du jour. Now, this, that's delicious. I think I had this before on this show, so it's kind of exotic, but I've had it before, so you've heard this before, I think. It's peach iced tea, which is just a really good taste. So that's that's my beverage today kind of quenches my thirst. It's humid around here today in uh, southern New Jersey, so um, when, when it gets like that, my voice is a little shaky. The, the allergies start kicking in a little bit, so I got my iced tea handy. Okay, one item of business that we mentioned on yesterday's show. So today is Wednesday. There will be a program. There will be a Following the Truth podcast tomorrow, but on Friday, I'm going to be traveling to the Connecticut Catholic Men's Conference, which is on Saturday. I'm heading up on Friday to uh, New Britain, Connecticut, to speak along with Father Don Calloway and Ralph Martin at the 2021 Connecticut Catholic Men's Conference. So as a result, because I'm going to be traveling, I won't be doing the podcast on Friday. So So don't panic if you don't see a podcast for Friday. God willing, I'll be back on Monday with another edition of Following the Truth. Um, and also there's the weekend show. Don't forget the Gary Zimak show, which is available. It'll be available sometime on Friday. And and this program is when I look at the Sunday Mass readings. And if you want to listen to that, you can download that from wherever you get this podcast. And of course, if you have any questions, just email me at gary at followingthetruth.com and I can get you all the information you need about that. So that's um, no program on Friday, but we will be back on Monday. Also, I will be doing a, a one-hour interview on Catholic Answers Live about the new book. That's going to be on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. In addition, this just happened before I went on the air. Tomorrow, Thursday at 9.39 a.m. Eastern Time, 9.39, 9.40 um, a.m. Eastern Time. I'll be on with Catholic Connection on the EWTN radio network with Teresa Tamio, and we're going to be talking about my new book, Journey with God. So 
I'm going to start making the rounds of these different shows talking about the book, so you may hear me on various national Catholic radio programs. Teresa Tamio is tomorrow, 9.39 a.m. Eastern, on the EWTN slash Ave Maria radio network. And then uh, next Wednesday, we kick off our series, our multi-week series, on the book with the Sunrise Morning Show. So that's going to be my regular segment on the EWTN Sunrise Morning Show. That's going to be 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. We are going to be kicking off a Journey with God series that will start next Wednesday. So I hope you're going to be able to join me for that. So you will be hearing a lot about this book, which is exciting because, you know, I, I when I read a book from an author, I always like to hear some behind the scenes information or why the author wrote what the author wrote and, you know, what the reasoning is. And that's what I want to be able to do with you in this book. I want to, um, about the book, I want to let you know some behind the scenes information, give you some background, uh, background material about why I wrote what I did and, and where I'm going with the book and why I think it would help you. So stay tuned for more of that. So let's let's talk about this book, if we could, for a minute, Journey with God. Originally, we were going to call the book Journey of Faith, um, and I think there were, when you write a book, and this is my 10th book with, I'm trying to think, one, two, three, four, five different publishers. So I've had five different publishers, 10 books, and I've started to learn how this works, the, the title you start with what they call a working title, and that's the initial title. It almost always gets changed, and oftentimes it gets changed several times. So one iteration of the title of this book was Journey of Faith. It was all about the journey of faith, how I get to know God, how I need to love God, and how I should serve God. So knowing, loving, serving God, that's, they're the sub-themes within the book, and that, that still is the case. But the book was, I think, more appropriately now, appropriately now titled Journey with God because Journey of Faith it sounds a little cold. You know, it's great to have faith, but it's good to specify that our faith is in God. You know what I mean? Because we'll hear people talk about spirituality or faith, but without hearing some more specifics, we don't always know what kind of faith they're talking about or, you know, what which uh, supreme being they are referring to, if even a supreme being. You know, sometimes we wonder about that. So Journey with God makes it very clear. That's, uh, that's the name of the book. The book, the purpose of the book is a, is a detailed explanation, detailed but yet simple explanation of how do we journey with God through life. And I really believe that it breaks down to knowing loving, and serving God. So there are three sections in the book. The first section is all about knowing God. You know, as somebody who had 12 years of Catholic education and knew, or at least was exposed to a number of facts about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, I knew some facts about him, but I didn't know him personally. And I I think that is something critical for us to address you know we we want to know god and then take that next step 
to encounter him personally. And then the third step is to go out and share him with others. So when it comes to knowing God, what I decided for the purposes of this book, that there are three main facts that I think we should focus on. And I've, I've talked about this before, and I, and I don't think I've had the opportunity to write about these facts in the past. But when it comes to knowing God, there are three important concepts, at least I feel, that we should know about God. Number one, God loves you. You know, God loves you. When you love someone, sometimes this notion of love is misinterpreted in the world. Love is not a feeling. Love can have an, a, fe- a feeling associated with it. But pure love is a decision. Love is a decision to want what's best for the person you love, to do what's best for them. That's why it's possible to love your enemies but not like them. You can pray for your enemies because you know that that prayer is good for them. You can do certain things for your enemies, people who have hurt you, but you don't necessarily have to take them out to dinner. You know, you don't have to like them. You have to love them. So love, uh, in its base, most basic sense, is a decision. It's a decision to put the good of somebody else first, ahead of your own. And I'm not saying you do something that harms you, but you do something to help somebody. You, you, you care about them. You know, you don't put them second. They're not second place. So you're going to pray for that person. And you can do that even if you don't like them. Right, So that's love. So God loves us. God wants what's best for us. And that is very easy to forget, but it's a critical concept, especially when you combine it with the second thing to know about God, and that's that God is all-powerful. He is bigger than your problems. So now you have somebody who loves you and who is bigger than your problems, therefore... And this is what we need to remember. If God allows something to happen, he could have prevented it from happening. You know, God does not will evil. He doesn't will that people do bad things to us. So we can't say that God caused somebody to do something evil. That's free will that comes into play there. But God often allows it to happen Because he wants to respect our free will, first of all. And second, because he can always bring good out of it. We have free will, so people can do bad things. People can commit evil. But God can always bring good out of that evil. And sometimes we place limitations on God. We start to think, well, if he would only not let these bad things happen. No, he allows, he can work with free free will. You and I, we can't work with, we can't bring good out of evil as much as the Lord can. But he can, and that's the way he chooses to do things. So therefore, if God allows something to happen, somehow, that is an expression of his love for us. He's letting his love play out. Because remember, he could stop 
anything he wants from happening. If he doesn't, then somehow he's going to bring good out of it, if, it's, if it seems to be a bad thing. So God loves us. God is bigger than our problems. And the other thing is God is with us. If we keep those three concepts in mind, and remember, this is when it comes to knowing God. These are the important facts. God loves us. God is bigger than our problems. And God is with us. Then you can see if you can really embrace these, these concepts. You could see why it's possible to be at peace no matter what you're going through. Because they are unchangeable facts. God's constant presence, God's omnipotence, he can do all things, and God's unconditional love. He created us because he loved us. He didn't need us, but he created us so we could share in a relationship with him. God loves us, God is bigger than our problems, and God is with us. And you know, throughout the Bible, you hear that message repeated. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, be not afraid. Why? Because I am with you. Not because you won't have problems, but because I'm with you. So that's a crucial concept. Be not afraid because I am with you. So once you know those facts about God, it's not good enough to stop there. And and many of us do. Many of us stop with knowing facts about God. And we don't move on to the next level. And the next step of that relationship is to love God. And that grows out of the knowledge of how much God loves us. The appropriate response to love is love. God loves us. We love God. And we move to that next level. How can we love God? And and I make I make this point in the book, all three of these these different steps, knowing, loving, serving God, they overlap at times, and sometimes they're done simultaneously. It's not like you just first know God, and then you love God, and then you move on to serve God. Oftentimes, you're doing all three, and for the rest of our lives, on some level, we will be doing all three. We'll be learning more about God and His love for us. We'll be responding to that love for God, and that would happen both to Him you know, to praise Him, to thank Him, to make sure that we pray and spend time working on our relationship. That's how you love God. But we also love God by loving other people. And this is where, you know, this step two and step three, they really become tightly knit because oftentimes loving God is very similar to serving God. But serving God is essentially just letting him use us for his purposes. You know, God, how can I serve you? How can, and that's a tough place to be. That's a tough offer to make. To be able to say, God, I don't care how you use me, but please use me however you need me. Are you willing to do that? We can, I mean, we could all say that. But are you willing to say that? Because he absolutely will use us. If we offer ourselves up to be used as God's instrument, he absolutely will use us. And that's how we, he can do great things through us. And we talk about Matthew the Apostle and really all of the Apostles. 
they followed Jesus and they were willing to be used by him. Now, on that on that topic, when Jesus says follow, you know, how does this relationship with God get started? Essentially, we follow Jesus. And God sent his son into the world. God sent his son into the world so that we could make our way back to the Father and receive his Holy Spirit. You know, that's the great thing about God loving us so much. And in order for us to encounter our Father, we need to have a relationship with Jesus. And that's why it's so important to follow Jesus and to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to surrender your life to Him. And that's what I try to put forth on this program and when you do that, see, the beauty of this is, and if, if, you, you know, if you remember the subtitle of Journey with God, it's Finding Peace and Happiness. There's something in this for you and me, too. It's the peace and happiness that we're often looking for in the first place, but we couldn't find because we're trying to find it in the things of the world. And that's how I started off the book, by talking about that. Many of us are looking for peace and happiness in the wrong place. And as a result, we don't find it. You know, so that's really critical that we learn to look for that peace and that happiness in the right place. And that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then Jesus leads us to the Father. He came, one of the things he came to do is to reveal the Father, the invisible God. The idea of calling God Father, I mean, that was radical. What a great concept. The fact that we're adopted as his sons and his daughters. It's a great thing. So that's what this relationship with God, this journey with God through life is all about. That's what the book's about, knowing, loving, and serving God. We'll talk more about it specifically, but that's it. I wanted to just give you a general overview and to remind you that if you do want to pick up a copy, the best place to do is just go right to my website, followingthetruth.com, and uh, click on the image there. And you'll be directed to Amazon, and you could get it. You could get it from Amazon. Now, I have not got my copies yet. I thought I was going to get them today, uh, but I'm hoping to get them in the mail either today or tomorrow, so that I'll have them with me in uh, in Connecticut for the Catholic Men's Conference. But we'll see if that. I'll let you know if that happens. And uh, if you're in the Connecticut area and you are going to the Catholic Men's Conference, make sure you stop by. I'll have a table at the conference. I'm the lead-off speaker. I found I'm going to kick things off at the beginning of the of the day and uh, I'd love to see you at the table so that'll be in New Britain Connecticut this Saturday September the 25th all right I'm looking at the clock on the wall and it says that I gotta run thank you so much for spending time with me as always you'll be in my daily prayers and I would ask you to keep me in your prayers as well thanks for listening and God willing I look forward to be, be, being back with you here tomorrow on following the truth bye-bye now